You are listening to episode 35 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Welcome to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter. Before we get started today, I just want to say thank you to those of you who have downloaded the equestrian meditations that have gone up on NikkiPorter.ca so far. I have another four coming, which means the series that has a total of eight equestrian meditations will be launched soon. I'm super excited for it because I know that it's going to make a huge impact on so many equestrians' lives and the work that they do with their horses. If this is your first time listening, or maybe you haven't listened to an episode where I've spoken about the equestrian meditations yet, then no worries at all. If you're curious, you can actually hop over to my last podcast episode, and I explain it at the end in a little more detail. However, if you skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca, you'll be able to see the equestrian meditations that are available there. And the four that are there right now are transformational And my favorite one is the My Promise Meditation. So I'm going to just read to you a message that I received from someone who downloaded and listened to the My Promise Meditation. Crystal wrote to say, I am just finished My Promise and it was magical. I've never done a meditation where I focus on my heart. As soon as you asked me to focus on my heart and say my horse's name, tears started to flow down my cheeks. Good tears. I almost cried personally when I received that message because that is my true intention when I recorded this particular meditation was to be able to connect people to their heart and allow them to feel the connection that they desire and already have with their equine partners and to be able to really go into their work with their horses from a very connected place and a very quiet and calm place and to be able to work with them from their heart space. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it, Crystal, for you letting me know how you made out with the meditation and the impact that it made on you. So I'm going to hop into the show now. And if you are at all curious about the meditations, then feel free to reach out to me, PM me. And uh, if you're looking and waiting for all eight of them to be released before you purchase, no worries at all. I'm working on them now and they'll be out ASAP. I'll give you lots of notice. All right, let's get started into today's episode. For today, I am interviewing Andrea Otley, 
of andreaotley.com. Andrea has a passion for sharing her weight loss secrets and fitness strategies with other busy horsewomen looking for ways to shed pounds and inches, get more energy, and feel confident in their own skin. Her motivation-based coaching is designed to get you the quickest, longest, lasting, real results possible. I loved my conversation with Andrea. Her energy is contagious, and I absolutely loved connecting with another horsewoman who is looking to better themselves in and out of the arena, and I love the benefits discussed of focusing on our physical health in order to help us become better riders, but also just have a better physical health overall. So I hope you enjoy the interview. If you are looking to find out more about what Andrea has to offer, you can wait until the end of the interview to hear what she has to offer from her personally, or you can head on over to andreaotley.com where you can find information on Andrea's Cowgirl Up fitness community. I personally became a member of this this community over the last few months, and I have to say it's motivating and the women in there are fantastic. So I encourage you to go and check it out. So let's get started. Here's our interview with Andrea Otley. Welcome, Andrea Otley. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So I found you personally on Instagram and I knew immediately that I wanted to touch base with you and be able to connect with you and bring what you teach to my audience because I think you're going to bring a a different perspective in two different areas. So a different perspective in the sense that, or I guess not different, just um, a very holistic approach, one that I that I respect and one that I also believe in, but not only to our horsemanship, but our business as well. So I love that you have taken two of your passions and brought it into a business. And I'd love to hear more about that and for my audience to hear more about that. Um, but also that you're able to really help our riders. Um, so on the podcast, we talk a lot about our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. And so I love that today we get to dive in a little deeper to the physical health aspect of equestrians. And we're going to talk a little bit about mindset as well. To start off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Tell us your story. Sure, I'd love to. So I live on a cattle ranch in southeastern Oregon that has been in the family for five generations. We just celebrated our hundredth, our centennial. So it's a a family run deal. Um, We raise commercial beef cows and um, you know, I've just been a horse crazy girl (laughs) for as long as I can possibly remember. Um, We use horses um, on the ranch for everything, right? For, um, and then uh, probably when I was 4-H age, I started showing at the local level um, and just was obsessed with it forever. (laughs) And that led me to um, where I'm at today, where my passion is training and showing rank cow horses. So I kind of take the heritage of the of the ranching background and, um, you know, through trial and error of just 
come to the place where um, I just love to show. Um, I've shown in the NRCHA for, uh, this will be my third year if we ever get going again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have a bridal horse and now I have a derby horse. I had my first maturity colt last year that I showed. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of my, my passion right now as far as how it connects to horses. Mm-hmm. So with us here, we would, my husband would actually love to be able to be involved in the working cow horse, but our community, or I guess our horse world here, it's so difficult to get that particular sport with cows up and running. So if anybody in our area wants to do cow work, we can do cow work clinics and things like that, like bring people into us. Um, but the accessibility to cattle is, is less. So a lot of people here, we have to settle for things like ranch sorting, penning, although we, a lot of people really enjoy those things. Um, we just don't have those shows as accessible. So you're so lucky to be able to really dive into that. Uh, it's a, a wonderful sport. Yeah, I had no idea um, until I kind of stepped it up a little and took it to a, a bigger stage. Um, the first <laughs> the first cow horse event in the NRCHA that I went to was, in fact, the Reno Snapple Bit Maturity. The last year they had it at Reno. So it was like one of the premier events. And I'm like, yeah, that's I'll start. That'll sure. be cool. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but it's been really fun to, um, you know, take the foundation that I learned um, because I was born and raised on a ranch. And mm-hmm. those were all the, the qualities that we wanted in our horses. Um, and horsemanship was just a really big thing to me. So yeah, it's been fun to take that to the show pen. And in the beginning, it was just kind of dusting off the old mm-hmm. uh, ranch horses. And then from there, you know, the, the, where I show now, it's such a specialized deal. It's just amazing what we mm-hmm. ask these horses to do, but it is really fun. I, I love the challenge and um, you have to have that connection with the horse mm-hmm. in order to um, be competitive where you have three events. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane, but I love it. Awesome. That's fantastic. Can you just for those of of my listeners who might not have been introduced to the working cow horse, can you just explain what those three events are? Oh, sure. Yeah. That's so um, raining. Mm-hmm. So it'd basically be taking everything that a rain, uh, a rainer does. So that's one event. And then we have, uh, we call it herd work, but mm-hmm. it'd be just like cutting. So, you know, we have a, a small group of cows in the cutting pen and you drive one out and hold it out there for the judge to see how you demonstrate to the judge your ability to hold that cow out. And then they have a card and all that, that marks, um, in the categories that they're looking for. And then the third one is the fence work. And that's Mm -hmm. where you have the bigger arena. They let one cow out. You're supposed to box it and then take it down the fence, get a turn each way and circle up in the, in the middle. And you're judged on your ability to control the cow and your horse and all that stuff. So you're taking very three, very, um, high level intense, events and molding them all together in one. And a lot of times uh, the horse shows um, can be over the weekend or maybe in one day you're asking your horse to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's really crazy. Cool. Which one's (laughs) your favorite? Man, I don't know. It, you know, it depends on my horses. Like the two horses that I show right now um, are night and day different. Mm -hmm. So my bridal horse is named Hook and he's more of a rainer. He gets a little bit, uh, he has a little bit of anxiety when you put him in high pressure situations, which Mm -hmm. the herd and the fence work tend to do. So it's been very fun to build his confidence in a way Mm -hmm. that he feels like 
I got his back and he's there to do a job because he's very talented. Mm -hmm. um, and then my four-year-old, he is like, I've got this, give me those cows. And he'd rather not do the raining because it bores him and he can't mm -hmm. really, it, I have to show him how to connect um, the point of what we're doing so he can right. see that bigger picture because he'd rather not gallop around in circles and spin. And it's yeah. like, he has all the ability, but it's not what he prefers. So I think, um, I go with what the horse likes to do. That's when I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. sweet, I get to rain because Hook loves to rain. Oh, mm -hmm. great, I get to go down the fence. Duke, my four-year-old, loves yeah. to do that part. So I don't know. It's all, I love it all. And I'm learning so much, right? Yeah. So it's just going to be something I can't wait to do for the rest of my life, really. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, once everything opens up, that'll be... Uh... <laughs> That'll be nice. So here we're still quite shut down. We just opened up to like one bubble family. Um, so we, I, it doesn't, it's not, uh, it's not looking overly positive for horse shows right now for the season, but I actually just bought my first rainer. And so I'm going into, I did two shows last year and this year was my first like full season with him. And I was so excited for that. And now I, you know, it gives me an excuse to like really be ready. <laughs> when the time comes, I better be ready to get into that show pen. So now that is a, a great story about where you are in your horse world. Now, can we tie that into your business? Because I absolutely love what you're doing in the business world right now. Yeah. So my business right now, and then I can kind of do a backstory on how I got to this point. Yeah, that'd be great. I, <laughs> so I'm a health coach for horsewomen. And what I do is I specialize in helping horsewomen lose weight and get fit to ride. So if you have, um, you know, if you're competing like me, or if you just want to get in better shape, so it's not as painful when you're riding or, you know, safety is an issue, um, whatever, um, place your horse takes you, I am there to help you get those results that you're looking for. So from taking you from where you're at right now, you know, if you, you're not happy with your strength or your flexibility or your nutrition, um, mm -hmm. to that place that you want to be through my coaching. That's what I specialize in. Awesome. So how did this come about? So it's been about a 10 year journey really mm -hmm. that started with the birth of my second son. Um, yeah, he's 11. So yes, that's about right. It would have been about a year when he was about a year old, I just got really motivated to get my butt in shape. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize how out of shape I was mm -hmm. until, um, we were on the ranch and my husband was loading a cow truck and he needed some help. And he said, can you run over to the pickup and get my hotshot for me? And I'm like, sure. So I ran mm -hmm. <laughs> something so little, like, right. You know, like right. I ran there and I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And then I ran back and then I stopped. And I just remember this. I remember this going, wow. Number one, I am so out of shape. I can't breathe. <laughs> Number two, there's a strange sensation in my body. Like, I want more of that. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing. And then, um, I forget how old, I guess I could do the math. But I guess as, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that it's harder to lose weight, lose the baby mm -hmm. weight, lose weight as I'm getting older. And so I was really interested in um, losing weight as well as getting in shape. Mm -hmm. So I just started. Um, 
playing around with my own exercise and nutrition experiments on myself, Mm -hmm. um, found a company that I loved, um, what they represented and what they offered and how they helped people. And I, so I joined, joined their organization, um, and just fell in love with the the coaching aspect. Um, I knew I didn't want to like go back to school and become a, uh, a personal trainer or a nutritionist. I wanted to offer the help to people, um, a- as a regular person, mm-hmm. you know, going, okay, this is working for me. I know it'll work for you too. Let me help you. Let me have, give you this practical experience that I was going through. Mm-hmm. So, um, just working with other like-minded people that, that were just looking to spread the word on what was working. I just, I fell in love with the system. We were running fitness challenges monthly. Um, we were helping people get starting on, on the exercise piece. We were helping them troubleshoot their nutrition and it was, it was going great. Um, and so I just kept, you know, practicing that and perfecting it until I decided I wanted to branch out on my own and create my own programs, um, that, that I could help people with. I, I've always been, <laughs> um, I had a, a really good time following that company and doing what they said, mm-hmm. but there's always this little thing that comes along where I do that, where I'm like, I, I love that, but it's not working for me in order for me to help people. I needed to work for me. And so that involved creating my own set of rules because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing a very good job of buying into some of the things that weren't working for me that I needed to promote of this other company. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went out on my own and then just, um, you know, day by day, person by person, um, started envisioning what I wanted my business to look at, look like. And the more that I put my information out there, the more feedback I got, they were like, I feel the same way as you. You're, you're describing me to a T. I need your help. I need you to help me do this. And I'm like, sweet, I want to help you do this. Let's go. You know? So I just like to keep it real. Um, I'm not interested in, you know, big fancy anything. I think the the power of getting my results um, to work for you or for someone who needs help is to be as transparent as I can and not have a lot of smoke and mirrors in terms of, you know, like the perfect, um, having someone produce my stuff. Like I can just sit here and talk to you about it as easy as I can anything. So that's Mm -hmm. what I love about social media and zoom. And Mm -hmm. you know, we we can, I can be in Southeastern Oregon and you can be on the other side of North America and we can have a conversation, you know, it's just so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that story because it's so relatable. So the idea of the moment that like realization where something hits you and you're like, whew, I think I need to work on this a little bit. And I think that is, that's like a great visual for what happens with us when we need to start assessing our physical health, but also our mental, emotional, and, and spiritual health as well. It, I, I remember those moments where I knew I needed to dive a little deeper into my personal growth. And it was pretty much that same sort of idea where you're doing something and it just hits you where you, first of all, get that realization where you're like, okay, something needs to change. But then it's this spark of motivation where you, it's almost like this adrenaline that says, oh, I want to run with this. So that's, that's such a relatable story. I absolutely love it. And then the energy that you hold around coaching is amazing because I was actually thinking about this 
this week. And as you were talking, you were just bringing up everything that I had already um, been thinking about. In the coaching space, I find it so incredible because I come from a teaching background where I taught in the high school and very similar to you, I kind of needed to make my own rules and I kind of say I needed to create my own curriculum. And so what I was thinking this week is the energy behind coaching and the intention behind people who are driven to become coaches. So it's very similar to why people become teachers, right? Um, but it's that that purpose of saying, oh my gosh, I did this thing and it was really hard work, but I want to help you shorten that road just a little bit, make that road just a little easier for you. And I think I know how I can help you. And that the intention behind that is phenomenal. I love it. And, it, and it's amazing with you because I can like feel your energy. So I can tell that you're kind of right in your niche. You're, you found the right spot for you because um, your energy around the topic is contagious. So congratulations on, you know, being brave enough to step out of that company and recognizing that you needed to create your own rules and being able to just create something for horsewomen. It's funny. I had a little resistance when I first started writing my book. I was like, I am not writing for just horse people. And I, I had this feeling like, I didn't want to put myself in this little box and only be able to help this small amount of people until I realized that those were the people that I knew I was able to help. Did you feel like that at all where you were ever feeling like, okay, well, I can help this many people or have you always known that you just kind of wanted to focus your business in on equestrians only? It was actually when I realized that is what I wanted to do where the mm -hmm. light bulb went off because when I was with the company, they would actually give us people to help from all, you know, all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And I found it very frustrating. Um, I think for two reasons, reasons. One, when you're, when you're raised rurally or in the ranching community, um, at least in our area, we're very, um, we're very, I don't know if I want to say private, but very, um, and not clicky, like those are all too negative, but we're not the type of people that just show up in a city and just befriend everybody. We're like, again, yeah. I'm trying to not be like negative, but we're yeah. like um, shy, you know, and like we don't know how to, to, to interact with people yeah. that are not like us. Like, yeah. like that is seriously the thing with people who grew up on ranches. You know, my school was small. Mm -hmm. um, I, I never went anywhere hardly ever because you don't have time. You know, mm -hmm. maybe a couple times a year you, you go on vacation or you go to a, a city to go shopping, but it's the city. Like you don't mm -hmm. know how to be around people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took that with me for a long time into my life. And mm -hmm. so when I was with this company, they would give us people to help um, mm -hmm. that would sign up for their product and they say, okay, you're going to be their coach and you're going to help them. And so I'm like, yes, I'm very coachable myself. So I'm like, you tell me what to do. I am happy to do it. This is a mission I believe in. Just tell me. And so they would. And I found it so challenging to say the right things to people who didn't understand me, right. <laughs> even though I'm 
trying like really hard to understand them. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't use my horses as an example. Uh, or, you know, they just were like, what? You get dirt on where? And then you smell like, what? I don't know, you know? And some of them loved it, you know, and some of them were like, hell no. And so when I realized um, through, you know, through just the experience of learning how to market myself and my, my product and, and that self-discovery of where do I want to serve? And people were, you know, the experts were saying, you need to find a niche that yeah. you love. And I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. And as soon as I did that, I remembered the day too. And I was like, well, I want to help horsewomen. That's who I want to help. And then I started creating um, groups of people, uh, ma mainly on Facebook, but where we could come together. And that is all we are, the connection and the community mm -hmm. and the trust factor and the relatability like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. It is yeah. so, it just blows my mind. It's so cool. And it's really awesome when someone can take their passion to actually motivate the thing that they know they need to do. And that's, that's part of my business in the sense that like you, you want to get better for yourself, but sometimes that's not enough. Like sometimes that why isn't strong enough, but if you can connect that to something that you have an overwhelming love for, like the horses, like your equestrian lifestyle, whatever that might be, then it adds that extra little bit of a why that it tends to squash all your excuses. Um, and we so know how that. we are as horse people. Like we will live and die for a mm -hmm. It's funny the other day I made a post about my four-year-old and I said, you know, he's a, he's a little on the light side. I got the, the people nutrition all day long, but I need mm -hmm. someone to help me with my horse and oh yeah like <laughs> I got comments for a day like yeah. they know their horses they know what they need yeah. they will die for their horses they will sacrifice so much for their horses mm -hmm. but they neglect their own health and their own nutrition I see that all the time mm -hmm. um and so and something else that um, like you're saying that really helps with that motivation piece is when we talk about any level of thing that we're asking our horses to do, but specifically in competition, whether it's raining, rain cow horse, mm -hmm. rodeo, Western pleasure, any of the things we do to compete, we expect a lot of our horses. Mm -hmm. We expect our horses to be big time athletes. Mm -hmm. and, and so then my follow-up question is we expect our horses to be athletes. Why not us too? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that yeah. really motivates people that's probably the biggest motivators when they start looking at it like that. Yeah, I am. I mean, I am expecting my horse to perform mm -hmm. big time. What about me? Yeah. You know, I, I have the exact same approach when it comes to mindset. So I say, you know, we expect our horses to be able to think through pressure. We expect our horses to be able to, you know, step, stay out of instinct brain and stay in their thinking brain. We expect them to be able to work through anxious thoughts. We expect them to be able to trust and it's that exact same mentality of if we have those high expectations for our horses, then why not have those same expectations for ourselves? Because think of the relationship when you come together as two holes versus you expecting them to be whole and, and then you struggling at the very thing that you have such high expectations for, of them for. Yeah. And if you can help people see that, they, they will do anything for their horses. So if they mm -hmm. will get in shape for their horses, they will do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I absolutely love that. Okay. I would like to know three tips, if you don't mind, for equestrians who are looking to improve their physical health as a rider. Sure. I'm wondering if we want to break that down just a little bit. Sure. Thinking, um, so, so what did you say there? Um, just three tips for anyone looking to improve their physical health. And if you'd like 
Yeah. So if you'd like to go in in a specific area of that, you you take that for however you want it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So do you think we should go at it from somebody who um, that has like, they're at ground zero, they have no, uh, they're, they're not working out or... Uh, yeah, let's start there. Actually, that's a great idea because a lot of people, I feel like when COVID happened, it gave people time where they're like... <gasps> I'm going to do this thing. Like I have time to do this. And then sometimes it's so overwhelming to get started that we just put it off and put it off. And then all of a sudden we're eight weeks into, into quarantine. And we're like, Oh, I haven't actually started that yet. Now I don't have the time. <laughs> so, so let's, uh, let's talk to the audience that, you know, they, they're just getting started. They really feel like they, uh, they need to be able to start working out or becoming healthier and they'll use their, their writing as, as that motivation. Okay, perfect. So when I think of someone like that, um, they ride, um, but they could see maybe an angle where um, improving their own fitness level would improve the time they get to spend with their horse. So mm -hmm. it really wouldn't matter if they were competing or just getting out there and getting their chores done with, you know, with less back pain or less um, fatigue, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or they're just looking to spend um, a great weekend trail riding. I mean, it can be anything like that. Um, they're, and it doesn't even take a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so that would probably be the first thing I would say is, um, for them to get a focus slash goal. Mm -hmm. So they know their situation, they know their horse, they know what they do with their horse. Now, now what, what is the specific goal that they want to look for and how, how I work my, um, my clients through that is, um, I have them take a health assessment mm -hmm. where I've, I've broken um, their health up into seven categories. And so they go through and they score. So, um, and, and that's why <laughs> I, I kind of needed to set up the scenario mm -hmm. a little bit so, so we can take a look because health and fitness are such a broad mm -hmm. thing. And um, we're individuals. We each mm -hmm. have our own specific needs. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be the starting place is to take a, just, just to assess your own health and fitness. Mm -hmm. So if you are, you know, somebody who your, your strength is low, then you would want to start, um, you know, probably two to three days a week with a mild, you know, like a beginner to intermediate fitness program that focuses on strength. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who has um, back issues or you're rehabilitating from injury, I hear that a lot, mm. um, or you're just completely sedentary, then you're going to want to start with something that builds your, your core and uh, mild cardio. Because the worst thing that we can do is dive into something that is excruciatingly painful and challenging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we think of some famous fitness programs out there, P90X mm -hmm. or Insanity, a lot of people have heard of those and they mm -hmm. think, oh, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to mm -hmm. snack. 
yeah. I'm like, no, I don't think that's guilty. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and then it goes back to your mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much mind do you have to, to go mm-hmm. through that? So fitness is a lot the same, right? We are yeah. not going to start there. We're going to start with the, the level and the need that you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to decide if you want to work on strength, if you want to work on strengthening your core, if you need flexibility, mm-hmm. um, if you need some balance, so you, you got to kind of spend some time, um, understanding what you need. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing also with getting started with a fitness program that you're going to stick with, because what I've learned over the years is in order for you to succeed, to set you up for success, you need to love what you do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the beginning, if they're not used to working out, they don't like that discomfort that it, it brings them. Like my example of me running with the hot shot, um, if I would have kept doing that for 20 or 30 minutes, I would have been like, screw you, I'm out. But if you could do it for 10 minutes and you start seeing some positive things rather than two days later, you're so sore you can't get off the couch, you're not setting yourself up for success. Yeah. So that that's my biggie is just um, – finding things that really fit your cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Um, Another tip that I I like to tell people is, especially um, rural ranching horse people, they um, are on all scales of the physical activity. I mean, some people, you know, they have desk jobs and then Mm -hmm. the only time they get to see their horses is is at night or on the weekends. Well, they can work themselves into um, a more stringent fitness program Mm -hmm. than somebody who is a horse trainer or works for a trainer that works at a barn that um, rides six to eight horses a day. Mm -hmm. And they uh, want some type of fitness program. They don't need the stringent. They need something Mm -hmm. that complements their already hectic life. So Mm -hmm. they need, you know, 10, 15 minutes of yoga. Um, Mm. Some things alternated in there. Maybe they do need some cardio, but they don't need it. They don't need their fitness program to compete with their already hectic lifestyle. I think that's a huge piece and something that I've Mm -hmm. tested on myself. Um, when, When we were riding horses all day, every day, and I tried to do a fitness program, um, that was very physically demanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I was going to do was get hurt and wear out my body. Mm-hmm. But when I was riding, you know, a lot of horses all day long, um, and I complemented it with 20 minutes of stretching, flexibility, core toning, um, then I saw how it contributed to my life. So I think that's mm-hmm. a huge piece that we don't break down and think about enough. Yeah, that's, and I think that you put it very well. Um, I, I don't think that I've had this conversation with anyone where they've really acknowledged the physicality of going out and working with the horses all day long. Um, And, you know, either it's either, or it's kind of like sometimes people don't really recognize that as being the exercise it is, or they think that's all the exercise they need. So, you know what I mean? So I love that you then, um, complement that with, with different things and in different areas, whether it be yoga or Pilates or whatever that might be. 
And I think that's another benefit of a coach, you Mm -hmm. know, when someone can help them work through that and listen to what their day is like and then recommend something for Mm -hmm. them. I think that that's a really uh, beneficial thing about a coach Um, because if we're left to our own, uh, and then the other thing that um, this would probably, I don't know how many tips I'm on, but this is a one that I see. Um, Don't just go to Pinterest and type in, I want a stronger core Mm -hmm. and then get whatever 50, um, you know, free little printable things come up. Don't do that. I don't, <laughs> for, many, for several reasons. One, um, you will, um, talk yourself out of doing it because there's no, there's nobody there, but you, um, and two, you don't know, uh, your form and you know, how much weight you should lift or, uh, you know, lots of different things mm-hmm. there. Uh, so you could get hurt really easily. So on the other side of it, um, and there's a lot of them out there, but, um, I would recommend following some type of video, uh, trainer led program. There's so many good options out there now mm-hmm. where you just stream it from your TV or put a DVD in or something, mm-hmm. um, or work with some, a personal trainer in some sense, whether you do it online or you go to the gym or, or something, mm-hmm. but have somebody lead you through yeah. and somebody that's designed the program where it has a day one and a day 30 or a day one and a day 90, mm-hmm. where you can see that progression. Mm-hmm. Um, having done this for, you know, uh, over a decade now, that that's a huge piece mm-hmm. is don't try to just guess with some free thing that you found and say, Oh, I'm going to do that. You need the help and support Mm -hmm. to make sure you're doing it right. It's, um, but, but having said that it doesn't need to be like this complicated thing. It can be very simple. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. Um, but it just said, I just really believe in setting people up for success. And it really, the coaching offers such accountability, um, that it's undeniable, the impact that it can have where, you know, there's oftentimes there's talk about willpower, right? So do you have the willpower? And even people who do have a a pretty strong mindset around what they do, um, if they're not accountable with someone else, then it's really easy just to kind of let the busyness of life and let other things that you deem more important take like you don't even realize that all of a sudden they've taken priority. Um, so it's nice to have somebody there in whatever facet of a coach to say, just reminding you, I'm here, whatever that might be, or have you done this? Have you done that? And, and the great thing about coaches is you can find coaches that are right for you. So, you know, I, and you've probably gone through a little bit of this yourself is as you know, first of all, if your coach doesn't have a coach, you probably should find a new coach. Um, and I kind of believe in that in the sense that we're, if you are looking to grow, if you are learning from someone who isn't also look learning or looking to grow, then it's, it's, you're probably going to come to an impasse at some point. Um, but at the same time, there are so many different uh, styles of coaching out there and you see this in the horse world so often, right? So like I grew up with, with an old English coach who she was pretty strict and I needed that then, but the coach that I chose now as a 36 year old is very different than the coach that I needed as a, a young teenager who needed, you know, be kept on the straight and narrow and, and kept focused on my riding. Um, so it's interesting because, and that's the joy of, of 
social media is that, so when I saw you, I knew that, that immediately we'd have some sort of relatability because I enjoyed your energy. I enjoyed the content that you were putting out. Um, and I knew that I could reach out to you versus there might be other coaches that produce the same results, but that you just don't relate as well to. So, um, you know, there's, I've met coaches in the personal growth area where their intentions were really great, but their approach just didn't fit me. Um, so I think that, you know, coaching really offers us in social media offers us such an amazing opportunity to find people that work well within our own lifestyle or personality, whichever else. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk mindset a little bit. So if we're thinking about, um, let's just change the script a little. So before we were talking about somebody who is just kind of getting on board, if you were to give a couple mindset tips for someone who, you know, they see the importance of making change, healthier changes in their life, and whether they're just using their horses as, as the initial motivation or not, but what would you say to someone in order to keep them going on that path? Is it motivation? Is that the thing that people lack? That is that the thing that makes them quit? What do you see that really drives someone mentally to have that staying power on the health on a healthy path? Hmm, that's a great question. So many ways, uh, and I love it. I mean, I could um, we could stay online for the next week talking about this. <laughs> so think of a way to reel it in, but oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. Um, okay. So having a health and fit, so having an exercise plan in place, right? So consistently working out. So you have that. The other thing that I do that's as intrinsic for me as exercise is a personal growth plan. So that just means I take about 30 minutes every morning to be reading, watching, or listening to something that is evolving my mind. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to say I do it every day, come rain or shine, but I mean, <laughs> I am consistently consistent with that piece. And the, the catalyst for me is usually a struggle mm -hmm. because for a long time I had this philosophy that my mission in life was to eliminate struggle at all costs. Like if I'm running mm -hmm. into a struggle, I was doing something wrong. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I've since taken my own advice and I've listened to and read and watched you know, experts in this field show me, you know, mm -hmm. turn that light on for me that that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. If you, if you find yourself in a negative situation or somewhere where you're struggling, you're doing nothing wrong. That is just mm -hmm. the opportunity that you have right now to expand and grow. Mm -hmm. So how can I stop resisting the struggle on that, that I'm in, learn to say yes to it and see mm -hmm. what it provides. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, not always easy. <laughs> um, so I think that right there is the key to, um, consistently having a catalyst for your own motivation, because there's not one way that you're, you, there's not one formula that you're always going to use to motivate yourself. Motivation mm -hmm. is going to come in a million different ways, depending on what 
experience you're in in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I, I think learning to embrace that struggle mm -hmm. and instead of resisting and saying no to it, being willing to go, okay, what, what is this here for? What, what mm -hmm. do I need to figure out? And a lot of times, all the time, really, if, if you, if, it, if you are going to be completely honest and, and trace it to its single most point, it's always a thought that we're thinking. Yeah. It's always a thought. And yeah. so if you can figure out a way to slow down and be present with yourself enough to say, okay, what's coming up for me today? What is the thought or thoughts that are coming through that may be making me feel just a squid uneasy or anxious? Mm -hmm. uh, what are they? And the best way that I have found is to take them out of your head, get a pencil and put them on the paper so you can mm -hmm. capture it and go, okay, this is the thought. It's a sentence. It has a beginning and an end. Uh, I can see what it is. And yeah. then I can start to inquire about that thought. Mm -hmm. You know, just look at it from all different angles. Where is this true? Where did it come from? Why is it here? What's it telling me? You know, you can just investigate a little bit. And I think the biggest key to that is don't do it with um, trying to get anywhere other than inquire, just to mm -hmm. be friendly and kind and compassionate to yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you start doing that, it, I don't, it's like, I know it's a gift from God is what it is, is this, mm -hmm. this magic opens up that you can't even explain. It's serendipity and mm -hmm. all, all this weird the things that people say are the hokey pokey, but you can't, mm -hmm. you don't know. You can't, I don't at least. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm going next. So I think I'm very analytical if you haven't seen, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, that's the joy of being a human, right? That's yeah. what's so fun about it. I think yeah. so. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because when you say to really look at that struggle, I love that. Because, you know, so often, and whether this is when people are struggling because, you know, they're, they're starting something new, whether that's a workout program or whether that's journaling or whether that's whatever it might be, but something that makes them feel a little vulnerable. It's like, oh, they're getting into that place that, that makes them uncomfortable. I, I have this this visual of it. So in our sport, so my husband and I, we host ranch sorting shows. And for the ranch sorting, we put people into ratings. So your riding ability and your ability to read the cows and, and navigate through the game is all rated. So I remember coming into this sport and I was rated a, a one. So I came from the hunter world and I was, you know, transferring from English to Western and, and going from a very controlled environment to something that felt really not controlled <laughs> at all. And so I came in and it's this one rated rider. And I, we always kind of laugh and say like the penning or sorting gods always rain down on you when you're, when you're beginning because those one rated riders, they tend to like do really well. But all I think is actually happening is you go in at this level and you, you're learning all the ins and outs of the game. And this happens at every different transition from whether you're going from a one to a two, then a two to a three, and then up through the ranks. But there's a really messy period in between each learning, like each learning curve. And there's a messy period before you get to your next level. So there has to be struggle for you to get from your very first initial level to to reach that next level. So I kind of look at it as 
So when I'm a one rated rider, then, you know, I know all the basics, I'm getting to know all the basics, but then all of a sudden I start seeing the next move and I start seeing the moves that the two rated riders are able to make. And I start to see where I'd like to be, but I'm not physically able to get there yet. And so then I make a ton of mistakes. So I'm like, I'm leaving too early or I'm leave, I'm holding back a little too long or, or maybe I'm adding a little more speed than I need to. But you start to make these mistakes until all of a sudden those mistakes turn into you make that right move at the right time and you're like, oh, okay, I got it. But there's a whole lot of struggle and mess in between there. And then all of a sudden it feels like you're like, oh, you, you have like a moment of, I finally reached that level. And then all of a sudden you start seeing the next level and you start making those mistakes and you start struggling there. So I really feel like it's a great analogy for how we are in our, in our own personal growth and in our, you know, whatever we want to do to improve our physical health or whichever is that in order for us to get to that next level, we have to have that struggle because it just means that we know we're seeing that next place, but we just don't, sometimes we don't have all the skills to get there yet. And so then that's how you learn who you need to reach out to. That's how you learn that you need to continue to have a coach. And it's, it's a really cool opportunity to shift that mindset and say, I'm on the right path because I'm struggling. Does that make yes, sense? I love that so much. And what you just yeah. did there was take what I was saying and put a, a nice horse example to it so people yeah. can know what we're talking about, which right. I love. So yeah, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's similar in in, I'm sure, in your sport as well, where you know, you start out a certain level and then you you want to enter into those next classes, whether you you want to start at the green classes and then go into your non-pro and go into whatever you want to, if, whether you want to go up to the open, but there's people that are going to be at the upper level and the lower level of every class. And you have to struggle in between before you get to the lower level of the next class. So you're going to be at the top of your level and to get to the next one, you, you absolutely have to start um, to feel that struggle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's a fantastic conversation. I love the idea of really opening the conversation to the struggle. And if you could give one more tip on someone who they feel like they're already there. So they're like, okay, you know, physically I feel pretty good. I'm strong. I feel like, you know, I'm at a level right now where I'm comfortable. Do you often see people get to that point and then they kind of like drop off and then they have to start all over again? Or do you see that people are able to like get to that point and then maintain and understand that there's still a level of growth there? Yeah. I mean, I, I can look at myself like that. Okay. You know, what keeps me going um, would probably be the easiest yeah, that's that a great. Because, yeah, I've been working out consistently for a long time. So why do I keep doing it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think um, if people are like me, you always have something that you're striving to perfect isn't the great word because that makes it sound like there's something wrong with you as you are. But there's always um, this level of growth and expansion that you're working on. Like right now, um, it's been 
forever since I've done a, done a fitness program that requires pull-ups. Pull-ups mm -hmm. are not something that my body naturally does well. Mm -hmm. So, it, and it just ties into the muscles that I'm, that require. Uh, so it, it's just kind of a focus right now. I mm -hmm. want to get better at those. So that's where I'm going. So it, it takes, um, you know, in the beginning, everything is so new and you're just wanting to get moving. And as you become more of an expert in the field of fitness, then you start um, um, getting more specific. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, you start getting more critical, more mm -hmm. intricate about what mm -hmm. you're what you're working on. Um, so what I tell people, you know, if they're like, well, I'm at my goal weight. Well, now what do I do? Right. Um, so there's so many branches, you know, where you, you can go, um, for, for me, um, this time of year, I know usually I'm showing very heavily. So I want, uh, to be at my best, like, like you're saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a non-pro. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I want to be at the top of the non-pros. I know who those are. I know if I can get my body strong, um, which is going to mean my core and my legs specifically for riding and my upper body too, but mainly that core. So that, I'm going to pick a fitness program that I follow. And then when I'm in the moment of my 30 minute workout per day, I'm remembering those huge goals that I have set mm -hmm. for myself in the, in the show pin of, with my horses. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, right now is when I bring it. Let me practice that. I'm using air quotes, the fourth mm -hmm. quarter mentality when mm -hmm. maybe you're in the finals or, um, you know, it comes down to a half a point, um, you being in that mental toughness with your horse to be able to turn the cow in that right moment to use the right there there's so many things that happen in the blink of an eye how can I use my workout today you know the end of May that's going to help me um, maximize my ability to compete when I show my horse I'm constantly mm -hmm. doing that and I just find like awesome. it's a fun game like mm -hmm. I've got horse shows coming up I know what they are I spent a lot of money to enter them mm -hmm. I have these goals that I want to achieve I tie it all into fitness and not just as the result that I want to get in terms of what I look like or, you know, like a body fat percentage or a weight or anything. I tie it into the mental aspect mm -hmm. of the fitness program because mm -hmm. it requires, like, like today I did, um, five sets of pull-ups where there were eight reps each and you had to hold for five seconds <laughs> and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I want to go, okay. This is what I did literally today. I am holding myself up there in a pull-up position while the guy counts for five seconds. I am asking myself, is it my mind giving up or is it my body? And I just let it be like that. Is it my mind or is it my body? If it's my mind, I can keep going. If it's my body, I freaking kicked ass right now. Because if my body's done, I did all I could. Right. And tomorrow I'll be stronger. And so Absolutely. it's just that mentality that's driving me all the time. And when you become used to working out, you just got to keep finding that little edge that's just going to mm -hmm. push you farther. Like right now, I'm watching, um, see, I can go about, I can go on. <laughs> that's all right. So right now I'm watching um, a documentary um, called The Last Dance. And it's uh, about the uh, Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. Have you oh, seen it? Oh, I saw that. It
It's on ESPN. Or, I, I'm watching it on YouTube TV, but it's on ESPN or ESPN too. Okay. So, I, so like, like right now, that's how, like, I'm not going to be like Michael Jordan. Why not? You know, <laughs> but it just intrigues me. Like when I come home mm -hmm. at night, instead of watching um, something that's just going to pollute my brain, yeah. I hate doing that. I'm yeah. good watching the series, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, behind the scenes with Michael Jordan. Are you kidding me right now? Mm -hmm. I can actually hear the words coming out of his mouth to know what it was like to achieve that greatness yeah. I, if I could get one sweat drop off of him yeah. and his DNA and put it on my body so I can learn mm -hmm. how to strive for that I just think that is so fun it's just yeah. fun and I it's amazing Andrea it's amazing when you get to that excitement in life that part in your life where you're you see the joy in getting better right and it really does I kind of I, it, it happens in the in the personal growth world a lot where you kind of like you start into it and then all of a sudden it sparks this light in you that you're like, and I, I remember at one point I actually had to like take a step back and be like, no, I don't need to listen to the audiobook when I have a four minute drive from point A to point B. <laughs> like I don't have to consume all of the time. At some point there is a letdown, but you it's almost this drive of like, I just want to take it all in and I can relate to that feeling of like sitting down and you know, you want to watch the things that, that make you that better person. And when you get into that headspace where it's almost like this unstoppable mindset, you get into this energy of just of improvement. You're like, oh, like lead by example. So you see the people that do the things that you want and you understand that there's so much more to it than just saying, oh, well, that person was just lucky or, okay. you know what I mean? Like it's that accountability piece where you start to see that when I do this, it improves here and A equals B and, and it sends me off in the, in the right direction. And it's, it's pretty powerful, really. It really is. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, it, it's fun. Um, and, and the distinction, because I've been in this place before too, is when you come at that place of improvement and I don't like using the word because mm -hmm. it implies mm -hmm. that something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but when we're, when we're careful to realize the meaning behind the word is we mm -hmm. are, we're just a part of an expansive progressive universe. That's all yeah. we are. We are a part of that. And there is absolutely nothing imperfect or wrong with us the way we are. Mm -hmm. um, when you, when you can, when you can envelop that all, all about you, then mm -hmm. it is a blast. But I've been on the other side mm -hmm. of it too, where I've been in this mindset where there is something wrong with me and I must chase that, right. that success to prove that I'm good enough. I've been in that place a mm -hmm. lot too. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, it all is just struggle and things to work through um, because you're just scratching and pecking, trying to get mm -hmm. back on that path of growth and expansion. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's no wrong, you know, it's, it's all about just discovery, I think. So yeah, uh, yeah it's just, it's glorious. <laughs> I'm in a good place right now, at least. So, uh, you got me on a good day. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, me too. And it is, it's funny that you say that because it is, it's, it's, it's like anything else. It's a little bit of a roller coaster ride where some days, you know, I actually went through, I think it was about a week and a half ago where I said to my husband, like, holy, I'm having a hard time bringing myself back up over the last couple of days. And normally I'm pretty even keel. So I'm not on a huge roller coaster since like leaving my teaching job and really, you know, gathering, I don't want to say control, but deliberately creating 
my existence instead of just being like, on this path. And, and uh, so it was very interesting to be able to talk myself through the experience the same way that I would talk a client through the experience after having, you know, gone through all of the things in the past. Now it's, it's like that those lessons just keep re-entering and, and sometimes they just feel, you feel like you're just, you can trust the process a little more when you're a little deeper into it, I guess. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's been a fantastic conversation. Before we head out, I would love to be able to have you share with my audience about what you offer, the programs that you currently have running, how people might find you, how they could work with you, because I do believe that you're going to be very relatable to a lot of my audience and I make sure that they can actually find you and and gain from what you have to offer. Awesome. I love that. And I'm glad that you feel like that they're going to get something out of this because I feel like that is our foundation, you know, our yeah. health and fitness, how we feel drives so much of, of everything that we talked about mm-hmm. today. So I think that is your starting point. Yeah. yeah. So if people just want to check out, you know, just get a feel for what I offer, they can just go to my website, mm-hmm. which is just andreaotley.com. And then, um, you can, they can see from there what I offer. Um, my signature course right now is called the Calgary Up Diet, and it is an eight week, eight module course that helps. It has all these components that we're talking about. So, so we start with the mindset Mm -hmm. and then it's really important to me that I provide the science behind the diet, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can empower you. It's not just a meal plan that I throw at you where, you know, you just get the food and eat it and life Mm -hmm. is good. I want it to be something that you do for the rest of your life. So it's important for me to help you understand the science behind the diet. Mm -hmm. And then of course there is the eating piece where I I teach you what to eat, Mm -hmm. how much and when. Mm -hmm. Um, And then beyond that, we have um, two modules that I go into helping people speed up their fat loss in a safe way because everyone loves to Mm -hmm. see the fast results. And it's, and the cool thing about this is it's doable. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it's just understanding how to do it, the process. So we use exercise and intermittent fasting. So I go into Mm -hmm. a a piece on that. And then the last part of the course deals with, um, stress and emotional eating. So it's a pretty, um, inclusive, program that gives them a lot of tools. I'm with them every step of the way I run. Um, they, they get the, the program and then I, I coach them through it as well. So, um, it's been, it's almost two years now and we've had, um, about 500 ladies go through it that are seeing wow. some great results. So it's new, um, but yet tested. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so awesome. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Good. Okay. That's fantastic. And again, I found you on Instagram. So if anyone's looking to find you there and then you're also on Facebook, so, uh, you're pretty accessible, which is fantastic. And I encourage everyone to, to go and check out Andrea. And uh, if nothing else, go check out her photos of her with her horses uh, doing working cow horse because that's always motivational. And I really want to thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate it. And I know that the audience is just going to love the conversation. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. 
Well, that's it with Andrea. I hope you enjoyed the interview. And as you can probably tell from the interview, it was recorded at the beginning or midst of the COVID pandemic. And I know that we're still very much in it, but things have opened up substantially since this interview was recorded. So again, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Go check out Andrea. She's a fantastic human and a absolutely wonderful horsewoman and she did get to some shows this season since we spoke to her last so you can hop over to her instagram and check out her stories there and updates on her show season so far so thanks again and i'll see you next time on the take the reins podcast that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.